Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Podcast starts now. Welcome to the 50th episode and final episode. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the 50th anniversary episode of your favorite podcast, Stradio Lab. That's right. 50 years of podcasting. 50 years, 50 laughs. (laughs) One laugh a year. We've been providing them year after year after year. You know, when we started this podcast last year, um, around this time, I never thought that 50 episodes later we would still be doing it um, and, you know, uh, doing it for free and even um, paying to have it up. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> see this is already you're bringing this negativity that we really don't need. Today is about love. It's good vibes only. Today is good vibes only. It's, it's a party. About, we need to. We need to let love in. And we we absolutely need to, and I specifically can do a better job of that. I push love away. You specifically um, need to let love in. I need to let love in. I need to live out loud, and I need to be myself. George, how do you feel on this momentous day, um, our 50th episode? I I feel good. I feel calm today. I feel like I'll say this, and I don't want to kind of, um, I hate situating anything in space and time i think it's limiting Mm, but mm -hmm. for today's episode i'll just say i am in a place this week where i feel an end in sight in terms of our collective nightmare more (laughs) so than i ever have wow it just more and more i i get this unhinged email every morning from the new york times which is like this truly this man that clearly has been uh has has lost his mind because of the pandemic and is writing it's like he's writing um on Amir beautiful mind style and is like update <laughs> new update today <laughs> and doesn't write anything and and refuses to cover anything else in the news and he's just like five major updates from the pandemic since 7 p.m last night and for the first time this week i feel like i i'm getting a sense of optimism i love that I, as you know, I have a almost um, crippling sense of optimism. I'm yes. constantly looking forward to things. Um, I'm well, I also I always wrong. So <laughs> last night I uh, in, ingested marijuana for the first time in many months. Congrats! And I watched the film I Heart Huckabees. <laughs> and okay. I did not understand anything that happened, but it it really invigorated one of my main beliefs in life, which is that. 
optimism is pessimistic and pessimism is optimistic. <sighs> Please uh, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> As okay. I, I say that, like, already exhausted with what you're about to say. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, this is one of my main beliefs. <laughs> okay. And here's, I have not, I did not prepare for talking about this. I didn't know I would bring it up. But basically, it comes down to the following. If you are optimistic, it is because you have low standards. So that inherently <laughs> is pessimistic because you actually don't think the world can be much better than it is. You're kind of like, yeah, things are like good like i'm vibing whereas if you're pessimistic it stems from a belief that we can all be so much better than we are and you are upset at what you're seeing because you know we're not reaching our full potential mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does that make sense that does make sense um it's sort of uh giving me like that monologue at the end of um nymphomaniac part two um you know mm-hmm. where it's like i haven't seen <laughs> randomly i i loved no. um the after jeremy comes jeremy comes on and talks about lars von Trier, you go out and, and watch his whole filmography no 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 i saw bring up part two <laughs> i saw part one and part two in theaters wow. i i was for some reason it was like i i was excited about it and i'm not a lars von Trier head i i haven't seen a lot of his movies, but Nymphomaniac, I was there opening day for part wow. one and part Nymphomaniac, two. Nymphomaniac, if you will. <laughs> but she has that monologue that's like, you know, why is her life like this? And it's like that some people just want more from the sunset. Is it Charlotte Gainsbourg? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, she has been a huge influence in my philosophy. and, and, and <laughs> in, in one of your main beliefs. One know. of my main beliefs. I do genuinely think that's one of my main beliefs. And it's also... Why I think that things like, um, it's like things that come across, look at like media and art, like things that come across as life affirming are often cynical and things that come across as cynical are often, um, you know, come from a place of love. Well, you know, when you're telling me, hey, just look at media and art, I'm like, hell, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm not going to mention any specific examples. Just literally look at any media and art. <laughs> look at the broad spectrum of media and even art. I'm, I'll open it up to art. Too, and yeah, as well. I'm talking about fine art. I'm talking about paintings. Oh, my God. He's talking about paintings. Um, I guess that uh, I'm, I'm down for this belief. Uh, I don't think my optimism comes from a place of pessimism though i don't know what it does come from uh just a a lust for life i think no i think you have (laughs) i think (laughs) you have the right kind of optimism which is pessimism (laughs) okay okay this is so um nope this is um airtight clear as day um a great theory and i see why now it is one of your main beliefs yeah. I mean, uh, one could say the fact that it's one of my main beliefs is one of the things holding me back from uh, doing anything uh, useful. No, no, I'm kind oh, of no, no, trapped no. in this crippling spiral of whenever I have a positive thought, I'm like, nope, question it. And then whenever I have a negative thought, I'm like, yes, there we go. Yeah. I mean, the last year has made me question ever feeling good, but uh, nevertheless, she persisted. And I've decided that this pandemic is going to be over in two weeks. And this summer is going to pop the fuck off. This summer is going to pop off. It's gonna, so this summer is going to pop off in a way that I've never thought possible. I'm already the other day I imagined myself <laughs> explaining to Matthew that I need to pop off this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and, and just to clarify, I don't mean uh sexually i mean literally explain to him like just so you know i'm gonna be up all night for a full week (laughs) i definitely think like any potential employer um if you're hearing this you know just keep in mind i'm gonna be popping off all summer long like yes please send the checks still but the work won't be coming until fall maybe winter yeah and i think that's a reasonable ask i think this summer i will attempt to jump into the water from somewhere that is too high and <gasps> get hurt. Oh my god, you're gonna be like an Instagram cliff girl. I I <laughs> my goal for this summer is to be an Instagram cliff girl. <laughs> if you're is... not if you're not being an Instagram cliff girl this summer, you are not doing it right. You are not doing it right. You are not um grabbing life by the horns if you are not being an Instagram cliff girl. Have you seen that um 
You know how there's those photos where a girl is like guiding her boyfriend by the hand and mm-hmm. she's like looking back and she's holding his hand? Have you seen the parody ones where she's holding his dick? <laughs> um, Actually, yes, I have. Okay, that's going to be me this summer. <laughs> and I'm just going to be pulling various people and by the dick onto cliffs. <laughs> And saying, jump, jump. Um, yeah, I'm going to pop off. Um, I'm going to jump off of cliffs. I'm, I'm going to tour every gay vacation um, center in America yeah. and maybe even abroad. I might try to do that. Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, I, of course, uh, due to my ethnicity and heritage and rich cultural background, have been to Mykonos many times. And I always am like, this is the basic island. Like, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, I haven't been in, in many years because I usually, frankly, go to better ones. But this year, yeah, I'll go. Me and Mario oh. Cantone. <laughs> I'm going to be pulling Mario Cantone by the dick to the cliff in Mykonos. I mean, if that's not a beautiful sight. That is something that the whole country can get behind. And then there's going to be a painting of it and people are going to say, this is pessimistic, which means it's good. <laughs> uh, do you... Th- um, well, we should talk about what's happening today. We should talk about what's happening today. So, you know, we don't want to... You know, a lot of times these podcasts, and I can say that because I host one, um, a lot of times these podcasts, they'll, you know, have sort of a 50th episode, maybe a 100th episode, and they'll, you know, look back on the past and... Um, sort of recap some highlights. And I just think that's so sad. And I think you should always be looking towards the right. future. You yes. should always be learning and growing and evolving. Well, nostalgia is toxic. N- nostalgia almost should be like punishable. Like if you are thinking about the past in a positive light, someone should be alerted and you should get a fine. I just think... Right. I mean, once again, I'm not going to go into this, but this does touch on my philosophy that optimism is pessimism and pessimism is optimism. <laughs> like romanticizing the past is toxic. For our last episode, I was looking for a picture of me in high school and I saw all these pictures of me in college on the way there. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I cannot be looking at this. This is yeah. not healthy. And uh, frankly, I should be fined. There is a trend of people posting old photos of themselves in which they look good and trying to still maintain the language of people doing that who look bad. How do you mean? Well, I'll call out someone who we, in fact, just decided is going to be a future guest. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend, Benito Skinner, (laughs) a.k.a. Benny Drama, for instance, will post a photo of himself literally as an Abercrombie greeter, which is... In that era, in in the in the language in the culture of that era, that is the hottest possible thing you can be is right. be an Abercrombie greeter. It's like you went to the mall and someone looked at you and they were like, "Um, have you considered being an, a greeter?" And it was and it was like, "Well, that's it. You know, your name. See my name in lights, Taina. That's yeah, yeah." And so uh, to post a photo like that, mm-hmm. and then to have the tone of like. Oh my God, can't believe how embarrassing this is. That is dishonest. That is dishonest. And that's what we're going to have him on to talk about, but yeah. th- not today. We haven't, we haven't told him yet, but, but he is, he, it's happening. <laughs> we're going to confront him about that photo. We, yeah, I, I actually, that'll be a really uh, angry episode. I actually, I, I think, you know, this will be kind of, this episode is a light in that we are welcoming in a, a very positive force which we will introduce soon and then i when we have been on i am gonna just full-on uh berate him yeah smart tasteful thoughtful <laughs> um you know i did go on that whole tangent about looking towards the future and then we kind of uh went on a different thread and so it didn't i'm so really... sorry please please return to that um, or rather move forward to it <laughs> Well, actually, I would like for you to take uh, take the reins now and describe what's about to happen. Okay. Well, we thought what w- what would be a cool thing to do on our fiftieth anniversary, fifty years, fifty laughs. <laughs> and I said, and you know what we're about to do. I have been kind of it's been on my mind for a while. I and then it hit me. This is the perfect thing to do on fiftieth anniversary, which is some version of having our cards read or having our the spirits of our ancestors uncovered for some predictions for the future, some insights about the present and even the past. Um, And just, I would say a spiritual, I would call this a spiritual check-in. I think we've been go, go, going for a full year. 
mm-hmm. 50, you know, I mean, it, a year famously has 52 weeks and it's now been 50 weeks and we started recording before we started releasing, if you can believe that. So it has been actually that. more than a year of this project being in the works. And so I think who's to say we haven't lost a part of ourselves while doing this. And this is Whoa. now time to pick up the, all those pieces and create something beautiful with them. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce the, uh, the, being that is with us today to help us i would say he is a doula a a, a spiritual doula yeah doulo because it's masculine and so please welcome david odyssey hi you know to be called a doulo on erica badu's birthday um is really major for me. So thank you so Who's much. Whose birthday? It's Erica Badu's birthday today. Oh, um, yes. And, well, you know, now talk about a spiritual doula. Yes. And I, I do think like there is the Cliff Girl. Op- you know, we think of someone like, actually, when you're talking about Cliff Girls, I was thinking about like someone like Marina and the Diamonds, who's like, you know what? Mm. I want to be a Cliff Girl now. I want to do videos yes. just on a beach. That's <laughs> it. Or you have the Erica Badu, I am going to become a life and death, birth and death doula. You know, right. those are kind of mm-hmm. the two paths. So uh, thank you for comparing me to Erica. Do you I... think there's a spectrum between life and death doula and Cliff Girl? <laughs> I think it's like a full... You know what it is? Yeah. It's Campfire Girl. I'm sorry. It's a campfire girl. What's campfire girl? Oof. It's the girl who's like cool and like having a campfire and like drinking a beer. What is that? <laughs> is that like when Cheryl Crow did that tour with John Mayer? Is that like her campfire yes. era? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then like Sarah Michelle Geller right now, I think is like Cliff Girl, where she's like, I want to write cookbooks. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, I just so is like Chrissy yeah. Teigen, the ultimate Cliff Girl. <laughs> but Chrissy Teigen, to me, there's no, there is no spectrum. I feel like she's like a born Cliff Girl. I feel like I see. if we're talking about these other women, it's like a phase that they've all decided on that they're going to stick with. I feel like Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy to me is a flat. There's no cycle. There's no hero's journey. She's just a, 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 oh, a wow, born that's Cliff devastating. Girl. Devastating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Drag her. Did not expect that. Did not expect the meanest thing that would be said on this podcast to be from our spiritual duo, David Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, listen. I, I, I genuinely am. This summer will be my Cliff Girl era, and I don't know if mm. it's going to stick. I think there's. A, it's very likely that then, as the weather changes, I will go back to being a life and death doula. But yeah. I think for this summer, that's the energy I'm channeling. I, I just want to say I love when a when um like someone like jewel like when she's like being singer songwritery and then it's like you know what just for like a year i'm gonna be like a pop star that is my favorite thing in the whole wide world and intuition is a great song follow your heart (laughs) i'm thinking about i'm thinking about like when nelly furtado first came out with like her timberland era and we were like wait but we thought you were that girl but actually you're this girl that was her cliff girl era Mm -hmm. and honestly also great music yeah well and you know lady gaga did opposite cliff girl she went uh did the other way around went to joanne and then back to cliff girl sure yes so joanne <laughs> so, is campfire girl yeah that's campfire joanne girl, is campfire girl. <laughs> yeah. and i'm worried well, I- about like this summer of pandemic summer two of gays going on their campfire girl phases like long right. hair maybe like going to wyoming and like yes that sort you know, okay that so sort of do meaning. you think so do you think this summer is about deciding if you're a cliff girl or a campfire girl and and to me it would be most subversive again like like sam Woods is saying i think yeah. it, the most subversive thing to do this summer is to double down and be like a pop bitch you know what i mean okay and dress like it's 2019 mm-hmm. and you're at mm-hmm. love prism I, I maybe that's the I only see. answer to break that binary huh wow um, wow, this is like a really complex <laughs> world think, building that's happening. I, I love what we're working on. I'm me too. I think this is really powerful already. Um, Wait, I want to add one more thing, which is my dad has my dad told me that he thinks the and I'm sure he read this somewhere that the pandemic is in fact um, 
what's the we're accelerating all existing trends, both good and bad, by like five years. So like bad things like certain kinds of inequality and like the um commercialization of all art and all bad things are accelerating, but also so are good things. I can't think of any right now off the top <laughs> of my head. But that's also kind of an idea in terms of like planning your upcoming era is maybe one could be literally like the theme, the the um God, what's the thing in ball culture? Category is Category. five years from now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's like 2026. Anyway, just something to think about. That's a lot to think about. But we, we, you know, David, you are here today to sort of uh, guide us in what our futures will be. So, George, I just um, want to say I'm going to have more to say about that. I just need, yeah, to, like, let that I figured you would. I was surprised to be confronted with a silence. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm thinking about that astrologically. Let me just soak with Good. that for a while. Sorry, yes, to, yes, sorry yes. to interrupt soak. you, Sam. Oh, no, I um, didn't have anything else to say. That was actually You know, I end. just want to add one more thing before we get into love and light. Yeah. You know, yesterday, even just to go on uh, off of what Sam was saying earlier, yesterday I was going to do one of those posts of like a picture of me when I was younger, when I was a fat child and mm-hmm. like something funny or ironic. And I could, I was just like, I can't do this. I cannot, I cannot do this. This is grueling. None of those pictures are on Facebook because I must have deleted them years ago. Yeah. There, there's no reason. There's no way that I didn't destroy them. And then the printed ones that I have, which my family will send me, to me, I think of as like weaponized against me. And I'm like, why would I like right. rejoice in this? So I just want to say like, I, I can't do it either. I'm one of those. I, I, I'm not I there. Can, yeah. I, the body dysmorphia I had during younger ages Mm. which is not completely gone but it certainly used to be more so it's i'm not far enough away from it to look back and be like lol (laughs) (laughs) no um um yeah i I just i just worked briefly with a 22 year old personal trainer and i i just today was like okay so i'm not i'm not well like this was (laughs) this is dark this is not okay. This is very dark, you know? Well, we'll talk about this more, but I, you know, I've been working with a lesbian personal trainer and I really am enjoying, I mean, I, I would not say I'm, if anything, it has opened more ways for me to feel insecure, but, but the training part is good. And I think looking at someone who I'm not either in competition with or sexually attracted to has been very helpful. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, I my first I I want to ask a very open ended question, David, which is I would love for you to walk us through first of all, like how you identify in terms of the types of things you do astrologically and tarot wise, and second, your history with astrology and the mystic arts, and kind of like what you what you know what kind of services you normally offer what you expect from people what kind of people you normally work with things like that that is such a great question and thank you um i have always i have always been someone who's paid attention to astrology and actually i did it the most like among all the people we know i would always just be clocking like okay, Peter Smith's a Virgo, like Sam and George are both cancers, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it would always go from there. And I would always be kind of like subtly reading people. And then over the pandemic, um, I was asked to like do a reading for someone, which I had never done before. And then it just started going from there. And then I kind of started charging for it. Kind of similarly with tarot, where I was reading it for myself every day reading it for friends all the time. And then it just went from there. Uh, it used to just be like, okay, on fire Island, like we'll wake up in the morning, I'll pull a card for you. And then it kind of evolved from there. Um, and now I offer um, astrology and tarot readings over zoom, uh, which can cover anything specific. Astrology is usually larger scale. Tarot is usually answering specific or broad questions, but whatever comes through, comes through. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I mean, I listen, like at every, what I am realizing, and you two have known me for a while, but like I have always done some, I feel comfortable when there's some sort of like a service paradigm. So like I used to write about people a lot. Then I was a go-go dancer. Now I'm doing this. 
And like, I need some sort of like an interactive framework, um, which this gives me. So I'm quite pleased to have come into this. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, I want to say, Sam, I I also am curious what you, what you, how you feel about astrology in general. (laughs) I can say, I'll, I'll very quickly say for me, I'm like, I generally am a skeptic with everything, but what I do feel is that someone like David, like, I don't think you have to, in a literal sense, believe in the stars to believe that someone who part of his personality is like drawing connections between things and kind of like interpreting things in a specific way. I think then that person, it's like, I more believe in David than I believe in astrology. Yeah. I, there have been, uh, I think I am randomly a believer in it. I don't uh, do my research, um, which is maybe my biggest issue, but when I, um, like do read something and it rings true, I'm just like, yep, I believe it a hundred percent. One time, um, I went to LA and I did a show and it was so, so bad. And I had like a full breakdown and the next day, like (laughs) I read my chart and it was so accurate. And like in a way that was like, wait, this is insane. I've, I fully believe I'm in. (laughs) So uh, I trust. Like we can talk about, I mean, this to me is one of the straight aspects of astrology, but like, especially like looking online at astrology, it's so awful. And it's like written by like serial killers and (laughs) it's like written by like illiterate, uh, it's not even goopy. It's like, uh, it's so like whatever you want to hear will provide it for you. And that is the dark side. However, if you think of it as like a macrocosm, microcosm kind of archetypal layout, it can just be very fun. And what turned me, like what made me a believer is I wrote down like every guy that I had had sex with or been in love with or been obsessed with over the years whose information I could find online. And I wrote down all of their, once I got all of their signs, I was like, okay, Mm. this is real. Like, (laughs) oh, this is real. This is real. Yeah. So that's when like the dark patternology uh, approached. And and frankly, wow. with reading your tarot, I would just say like, and I would, I say this to everyone, like, I, I have no psychic power over you. I don't know anything you don't know. This is just going to be like uh, an interactive yeah. archetypal discourse. Can, Can you, you explain like, how does tarot work? Is it truly just like you pick a card and then interpret it? Yeah. So with the two of you, we're going to pick three cards um, and you can like do like past, present, future. Yes, but therefore, but I'd prefer to just like see what comes up and yeah, then we'll interpret them together. And like, it's very like Rorschach test, whatever comes up for you, we build off of. Okay. Well, honestly, I'm ready. What do you think, Sam? I'm so ready. I'm scared. I'm scared, but I'm ready. I'm I'm scared. Because what if you tell me something Video where Tyra's like, who's scared? I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's me right now yeah i'm um one time mofry pasik uh did something along these lines for me and um brought me to tears ruined Aww. me um but was also kind of helpful she's like a portal is always open with her though she's a yes yeah and i think that's what this goes back to my thing with like i don't actually actually in quotes obviously but like i don't actually believe in the supernatural but i do believe in people being clairvoyant (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i guess i would like to second that and say i don't really like believe in the supernatural but i do every like once a year i still test to see if i can move things with my mind because i think it's possible but it's also like whenever (laughs) i visit like i guess this doesn't happen that often anymore but when i was younger i would visit like the villages that my you know the older generations of my family were from i'd be like looking around i'd be like every greek woman here is clairvoyant (laughs) (laughs) which i mean (laughs) truly if like anything happens to me i'm like well that happened for a reason so Mm. i guess i'm actually extremely not skeptical um 
So I think you're not skeptical. I'm learning right. I thought when we went into this, I was like, I'm skeptical. I know, but it also just no, I'm really not. It all comes in waves. It's like how you know I went through like a really intense atheist phase when I was in high school, like many people, I'm sure. And now I'm like, imagine caring. Like obviously there are you know a lot of bad things about organized religion, but like the idea that I would be obsessed with like. We need to get rid of school prayer. Like, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Let's get, get into, into it. it. So, how do we start? We're gonna. I'm gonna do each of you. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Again, I I am holding no power over you, and I want you to be like as vocal as possible. And if something isn't resonating, you can totally tell me. It won't hurt my feelings, and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Um, which of you would like to start? I, I think we should start with Sam, actually. Wow. Um, sorry. I'm Jordan. scared. I just had a feeling. And <laughs> no, 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 it's true. Sam, you can just ask like a really big question, a, a really small question. It can be like this week. It can be this year. Uh, it can be any arena you're interested in and, and we'll we'll do it. Okay. I had a, a one question. Something I've been thinking about is like uh, living in New York. I love living here. However, I am starting to feel like, well, am I supposed to move? Do I, am I supposed to move to LA? Am I supposed to live here forever? Like I, I love it here, but am I limiting myself by staying? Um, this is kind of um, a question that is on my mind. Great. In a sincere way. Uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What does that one mean? I will show you. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, what does that mean? Well, so just so everyone knows, David is showing us various cards on the screen. So we'll we'll go through each of them. Okay, so we have to start the Six of Swords reversed. So we see this man uh, kind of like Charon in the underworld steering a boat full of swords that are stabbed through. Okay. Reversed. Okay. Queen of Wands. Adore her. She's holding a huge sunflower and this giant kind of phallic wand. It's also quite yeah, she's She's in her jewel era for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we have the five of wands. We So we see a lot of boys with these kind of clashing wands. Um, so before I say anything, are you seeing anything? Is anything jumping out at you? You don't even know what anything <laughs> means. Just like this I don't know what anything means. Um, I'm seeing... Um, I don't know the boat upside down. I don't know what the, I don't, I guess I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for. And I'm afraid of um, saying things uh, when I don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. George, is anything jumping out at you visually? <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm taking screenshots cause I then want to kind of like remember these cards. Um, well, okay. So the, to me seeing these one next to, the other right i'm interpreting them as a triptych mm. to me if 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 this is for sam's future the it seems like to the left and to the right of the queen there is chaos of some sort mm. or not just chaos but there is movement and there are many people and yet the queen stands stoic in the center kind of like uh not being affected by the by all the stuff happening around her which i i'm saying that as a positive thing like I think uh, it's going to be, no matter what, even if it's a good or a bad way, it's going to be kind of a, a a chaotic year coming up. And I think it's probably a good sign for Sam to be the the stoic queen at the center of it. And also, you know, just to be like very literal about it, if there is a boat, that implies travel and Sam is asking a question about, you, you know, whether he should move. So I can't tell if that means it's a good thing or if the fact that the boat is upside down means that, in fact, it's going to capsize. Say- George, that was incredible. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm kind of stunned, actually. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of uh, flabbergasted. So, yes, let's go through one by one, and then we'll go from there. So, to start, yes, we have the six of swords. Swords is the mind, intellect, air. It's kind of like the rational functions. And yes, we see this this passage. Six is kind of a, a harmonizing number. It's an even number. Some sort of a passage. It's upside down. So there's a block uh, here. And there's just a sense, I think, um, I don't think it's a sentimental issue or an emotional issue. I think your life is quite rich here. I think there's just this sense of like, okay, well, where the hell is this going? Just like on a, on on even an intellectual level, just like what's 
<laughs> what is the plan here? And there is just a sense of maybe stagnation or, um, yeah, just a block. So then we have the queen of wands. She's fantastic. Wands is fire, sexuality, creativity, passion. Ooh, la la. The queen, uh, you know, if we think of the king as the active, he's ruling the, the, the kingdom. The queen is kind of just sitting back and like having a good time. The queen is associated with like legs are kind of wide open. She's sitting on the throne, like really enjoying herself, eating well, like fucking the squires or whatever. So the queen is very receptive. She's very stationary. Um, and she's very tapped into her own pleasure. Great. And then we have the five of wands. Uh, I once again, we have this fire, this, this passion, and we see this kind of communal card. They're all kind of whacking wands together, but they're not swords. So it's not lethal. So to me, it's very much communal. It's very active. It's very, um, you and people, you know, kind of in a dialogue and a discourse. I, I see it as a critical discourse. So to me, and Sam, I want to know what you're what you're getting out of this, but I think for you, it's it might be essential that you are in a, a world where you feel kind of. I think you get very turned on and stimulated by a kind of community and a sense of like she's doing this, I'm going to do that. She has a show this week. I'm doing a show next week. We're collaborating. Like, I think you need that kind of spirit of constant collaboration and a little competition, which is very much in New York. So that mm -hmm. to me is like really coming through, first of all. And I think it gives you a sense of like, it gives you a sense of your place, not your place, but it like taps you in a bit to your power. And I think that there's something about leaving New York or or there's something a little bit uh, lonely and a little bit egocentric with like, where is the journey taking me next? Where do I want to go? That is very much about this, this passage card. And to me, I get a sense that like by, um, and this goes back to the, the optimism by, by like, really planting your feet in the sand at Reese Beach and being like, okay, this is it. I affirm this. I want this. I'm not just cast away here. Uh, I think it, it might be uh, richer for you. So to me, that has to come through though, intellectually, rationally, like what are you wanting that you're not getting and what's blocked? I don't think that gets answered by a move, but it still needs to get answered while you're here, you know? Um, yeah. What are you feeling? Um, no, that all makes sense. I do feel um, a sort of um, power in New York. I feel I, I definitely like the community and I feel uh, I thrive on a, a touch of competition and uh, activity. Um, I, yeah, obviously the, the LA move, like <laughs> talking about this, it's so embarrassing. Uh, it's like, um, job driven like part of me feels like um you know the the television and film industry is much more uh robust in los angeles uh and so i feel like i'm if i'm like serious about career then i should go there mm -hmm. but i also don't like, but I also feel like I, I I fear going there because I feel like I will lose my power, and I don't like I don't want to be a millionaire. I just want like steady work, you know. Um, and and I don't know if it's like happening here in that way. To me. me, when I look at the Queen of Wands, I kind of see Club Comic. Um, just because like when I saw you perform Club Comic, I was like, okay, wow, Sam is truly ruling this domain because I'm not saying that you need to be like a, a local comic or whatever, but like <laughs> Club Comic was like all of this wisdom and knowledge about New York and about queer life and about nightlife that you like transmuted. And everyone in the audience is very much in this five of wands, which is like, mm. it felt like this shared conversation and it, it wasn't like you were condescending to us. You were actually like, with us in these dungeons that you were then kind of 
parodying. So I just like this idea of, and this could be in LA too, but there is something about where you are now, uh, this sense of like mastery and kind of rulership that I think could be like cultivated. And this idea that you're like this, a powerful figure here. Wow. I love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking for your next solo show, Sam, a photo shoot where you're styled as the queen of wands. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Just these kind of huge, just charmeuse, just enormous kind of quilts hanging off <laughs> of you with a massive phallic. I was about to say, I mean, it's almost too good. Like queen of wands can so easily be made into, um, yeah. A double entendre. Yeah. So yeah, I do feel um that makes sense. I think I need to like make a strong choice either way. Like if I am staying, I need to embrace the stay and not like wonder. Yeah. Just like commit. Yes. And by the way, I'm not ruling out like it uh, you know, Gagazunt at any point, if you want to move, I'm just seeing like this, this man on the boat in the six of swords, it's reversed. So I'm getting a sense, like if it is in the cards for you to move, like you don't need to be initiating it. Like, I I don't think you would be the thing that's like, makes that decisions necessarily. It could come for you. It could happen. I just don't think like, it doesn't need to be forced right now. Yeah. Well, I love that. Great. Then I'm staying and I'm popping off this summer. <laughs> wow, it's really just what you needed. More encouragement to be a, a pop star cliff girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Wow, thank you. Lovely. Yeah, thank you. Uh, George, my, my love. Oh my okay, so I, I'm... Okay, here's what I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy episode. We are, we are on a... Uh, uh, this is um, oomphs in their sincerity era. We are like, <laughs> like you know, we did the earnestness bonanza a few months ago, and ever since we've been addicted to getting sincere. And this is it's crazy. Crazy. yeah. We thought. I mean, that's the thing. When we did the earnestness bonanza, we were like, "God, that was so embarrassing." And then people kept uh, reaching out <laughs> and telling us how much they loved it. And so, you know, we're gonna. We can't not give the people what they want. One of my oomphs in their sincerity era. One of my oomphs in their sincerity era. This is Nelly Furtado Butterfly. It is. Absolutely. Um, or but Bird, not I'm like a bird. Butterfly. <laughs> Cheryl Mariah? Crow is Butterfly. Oh. <laughs> no, Cheryl Crow is Wild Wildflower. Okay. All right. So, and Drew Barrymore is Flower. Yes. Nelly Furtado is Bird, and Mariah bird. Carey is Butterfly. Okay. Yes, and if you don't know, and that's astrology, actually. That's <laughs> what you just described is astrology, and those are the main zodiac signs. Yes, yes, the of the campfire. Yes, okay. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna make a note of that, and we're gonna commission someone to make an astrology chart with those animals. <laughs> as um, okay, here's what I am interested in. I okay, so in terms of my creative output. I have always been interested in in every script I've written and and when I used to do stand up it, it was driven by a desire to make some kind of social commentary rather than mm. mine my own life for for kind of a more autobiographical type thing. I mean both of the larger scale scripts I've written are both like in some capacity like tech satires of some sort and i was always interested in that blah blah i've been recently thinking i might want to attempt to actually excavate my own life more and to write something more vulnerable Mm. but it will be a very big change and i'm not sure i'm just I, i don't know if it is a weird time to make that decision or if i need to double down on what i think I am either best at or at least more um, uh, have more practice in. So I guess my question is more about like, I'm at a point right now where I just finished at least a first draft of something I've been working on for a while. And there's still a lot of work to be done, but I'm looking forward to what my next, the next thing I write will be. And I'm wondering uh, about like the creative direction I should take. Mm. What a juicy question. Mm -hmm. And by extension, kind of like where I want, what I want my uh, outlook to be as I try to, you know, 
form a career in the next few years. <laughs> like, where do I fit in? Mm. A couple of careerists over here. We're addicted to the stuff. Wait, I feel like we both asked the questions in a way that was not careerist. No, no. I think it was very tasteful. So b- first of all, before we even get into the reading, the thing I just want to say, like to give a little astrological point of view, you know, you're both cancers and a lot of like, I say this a lot, but like a lot of our favorite pop women are cancers yeah. because cancer is the sign of like the mother, the tribe cancer represents the mammary glands. And because of that, cancer is a storyteller. Like cancer is supposed to like pass on the lifeblood of the tribe. So someone like Caroline Polachek or Roisin Murphy or Charlotte Gainsbourg are all like <laughs> these very good songwriters because they're able to like tell these um, rich personal archetypal stories. So I just want to lay that out first of all for you, George, but um, I will show you what we got. Okay. So first of all, we have the nine... No, no, we have the Eight of Swords, yeah, which shows a blindfolded woman uh, who's bound in ropes and she's surrounded by swords. It look the swords are pinned into the earth and it looks like she's tied up to the swords, but she's not tied up to anything. She can walk away of her own free will at any point. Oh, okay. Ooh. We have that reversed. Oh, oh God, <laughs> no, that's menacing. I have to say, but but we'll we'll get back to it. Okay, what's the second? And we one? have the Empress. Ooh. So we see her also holding a giant phallic wand. Um, she is holding, she has a shield with the symbol for Venus on it. Great. And then finally, um, we have the page of cups. Um, so we see kind of a young dandy with a cup um, and a little fish emerging from it. And your page of cups is reversed. So okay. before we get into it, are you, is anything jumping out at you? Um, okay. So the, I mean, obviously the first one is almost too on the nose. It's like Mm -hmm. when I first saw it, it seemed so menacing and it seemed like this person at this, this woman at the center of it is bound. I mean, she's literally bound and gagged (laughs) and it does not seem very, um, you know, very promising, but then you made the point that she actually is not tied to anything and she can walk away. So I could see that being kind of the type of thing where I am, you know, I'm doing what I think comes easiest to me and perhaps feel somehow limited by that. Um, But it is Mm. up to me. I have the free will. I have, I have the possibility of of moving forward. The Empress, it's interesting because I see some parallels with Sam's cards as well, because both of us in the center had like a right side up powerful woman holding a phallic object. (laughs) Um, And one is a queen and one is an Empress. So I hope at least that that means either that I do have some sort of control over everything or that I have, despite the fact that various other things are happening, there's some root of, um, you know, there's some nucleus of power that I can tap into. Mm. Um, and then the last one, so you said it's a dandy holding a cup with a fish jumping out of it and it's upside down. Uh, Page I of mean, cups. Yeah. Yeah. It, to me, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you don't need to, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to try like, I mean, the fish, the, the the cup with the fish jumping out of it. There's something very alt comedy about. It. <laughs> I was gonna say Max Wittert vibes. I was getting real Max Wittert vibes. Really Max Wittert is the definition of a dandy holding a cup with a fish jumping out of it. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, maybe it represents some kind of creative risk, or maybe it represents. Uh, you know, I'm also I'm also water sign, so maybe there's something there. I don't know, uh, David. I'm gonna let you take it from well, here. Sam, are you seeing anything before I? Do um, it? I agree with uh, George's take that <laughs> uh, for the most part, I guess it's weird. Um, maybe it's sticking out that two of them are upside down or reversed. Um, that feels like chaotic in a a, a weird way. 
Um, but that's mostly what I'm what's sticking yeah. out to me. I'm also it's now really, really kind of um jumping out that like the symmetry of it. Like it's mm-hmm. the the Empress in the middle and then the two upside down people, one male, one female on either side of her. Mm. Also just the one each person it's like one person in each card, which feels like I don't know, solitary or something. Mm. Ooh, Very good, Sam. Um, I mean, you're, you're such a natural. So (laughs) look, swords, like I said, is air and intellect swords are pens and sword is swords are associated with like the written word. Um, if we think about the air element, so each wands, cups, pentacles, and swords uh, are all associated with a different element. And then, of course, in astrology, we have the air signs, earth signs, water signs, fire signs. If we think about the air signs, Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra, um, especially Aquarius and Gemini, they're very much associated with the dissemination of information. Of course, we're in an Aquarian era right now. Uh, Twitter, Clubhouse, et cetera, et cetera. All of these forms of uh, disseminating information when I see this woman who thinks she's bound to these swords and this might be a little personal cause I know you George, but I do feel like you often have these associations of I am working in this medium and this is what, and I understand that because like, especially for something like stand up, you have to like go through all of these um, rites of passage to kind of like earn your place, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, there is a rigidity here and this mm-hmm. sense of like, if you are if you are approaching uh, this career goal, you have to do this sort of uh, work. And I'm seeing just a sense of, I mean, and it doesn't take a lot for me to see this. Like, it's kind of obvious just, yeah, there's, there's not, there's a sense of rigidity um, yeah. and there's a sense of limited uh, possibilities maybe, or maybe a sense of linearity of your career path um, that I think is starting to get a little bit binding um, and a little bit like a, a, maybe a little bit suffocating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the opposite of that energy is the Empress. So um, I love that you associated it with Sam's uh, Queen of Wands because they are very similar. Um, anytime I pull the Empress, it, I think of Melissa Rich. Um, the Empress is like unbound, liberated, free. The Empress is uh, the Empress is associated with Taurus in astrology. Uh, she is Venus incarnate. She's Venus in furs. The Empress is all about like um, total sensuality. Uh, abundance, excess, this sense of like the queen of wands is like getting fucked in the throne room. The empress is like, fuck me in the fields. Like the empress is Mm. so in her body, so in her senses, so in like sensation in herself. So to me, the empress is really supporting this idea of your lived experience you in your body, the reactions you are having, the feelings you are having, that's what's needing to, that's what it would be exciting to cultivate, which would happen through a more personal type of writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's more in your point of view, in your body, in your experience, in your sexuality, Um, rather than that. There's something about these, the eight of swords that it's so zoomed out and it's so, it's so tapped in with what's going on in the larger world, which is great, but there's an immediacy about the Empress that I find really like, I just think would be so incredible from you. And like, I know I have always been saying like, we need a book of essays from you, but um, there is just something about like your point of view that we know. And we like, that is so amazing about the, the more large scale stuff, but to get it about your individual life And even I know when I'm listening to this podcast, like whenever I hear a little tidbit about your high school years or about going to Greece from New Jersey, I'm like completely fascinated. So that's where I see the Empress coming in. How is this feeling so far? This feels great. It's very, it's, it resonates. Cups is water. 
Water, of course, cancer is a water sign. Water is uh, intuition, empathy, um, the kind of invisible forces and senses, love, kind of the more sentimental, emotional world. Swords is way more rational, way more removed, way more like satirist commentator. Cups is way more cancer storyteller, Caroline Polachek, okay? Yes. The page... So if we think of the queen as ruling from her throne, the page is beginning a new journey. The page is a young princeling, a young dandy, just going on their first adventures. And this fish, if we think of the cup as like your intuition, your ideas, your imagination, this fish is kind of emerging to talk to you. So to me, I think this process and the reason I I saw it as as reversed is because I think it's going to be challenging for you is it's a more intuitive process because the type of writing you'd be doing would not be reactive to what's going on in the world or satirizing larger cultural trends, but it would be doing more body work, which Mm -hmm. is the empress somatic work, therapeutic work, which then is uncovering memories, emotions, feelings, intuitions that you're then either through a pilot or a movie or a book of essays or whatever, uh, putting out. But it's not an immediate or a reactive process. It's a more intuitive involution, right? Than a uh, so, so it requires different faculties, which are very Cancerian. But I think for you, George, it might be a little bit of like, again, and it's the page. The page is in a learning process. He's never done any of these things before. It's all new to him. Sure. Huh. Well. How, how, how is that sitting with either? No, I mean, I think. I think that the. The being less reactive part is resonating a lot because I often think that I'm at my, or I I often feel more safe when I'm reacting to things because there's something almost protective about it where, I mean, it's kind of, you know, I don't, I think criticism is very valuable, obviously, and I respect a lot of critics. It's not that I, all I'm saying is like to be a critic, you're inherently protected by the sense of distance you have from something you are commenting on rather than creating something from scratch. And so I do feel more at home in that reactive mode. Um, I do, however, believe that it's not, that's not to say that being reactive is inherently bad or that like, commentary or criticism is less valuable it's just you know it's a different mode and i think in you know ideally i would be able to combine the two and be uh able to do something that is coming from a personal or vulnerable place while also making some kind of larger commentary about the world which i think is is kind of baked into it um but but i I do see what you're saying about like kind of outside in versus inside out creative processes. Um, and I relate to the kind of inwardness or like to a desire to create something that is more, that comes more from within rather than takes its energy from, from the outside world. Yeah, to me, I, I agree with you, George. And like, yeah, it's not the the form itself that you've been in. Uh, it's the idea that that's all you can or should be doing or the the form, the process that you might be a little bit stuck in. I think it's mm-hmm. like, I, I think you do what you do so well. Um, I think this is just like a, a whole different thing. Um, and we're wanting to integrate both of them. But yes, I agree. It doesn't mean one or the other. Sam? <laughs> um, I love it. I'm excited for George to write um, HBO's Girls. Um, <laughs> oh <God>. So good. <laughs> that, that is... 
I mean, that is what you're saying, right, David? That I should write HBO's David, girls? David, you're telling George to go out there and write HBO's girls, correct? If there's one thing everyone can take out of this episode is, you know what? Go out there and write HBO's girls. <laughs> For Quibi, man. For Quibi. For Quibi. <laughs> HBO's George's. <laughs> <laughs> it's girls, but all of them are me. <laughs> I love that. Oh, God. Well. I mean. Slay. That's juicy. Honestly. Yeah. That was a sleigh. That was yeah. a sleigh. Yeah. Thank you. Introspection's crazy, actually. Introspection is crazy. I do want to know, David, just more broadly speaking, if you can give us a little preview astrologically into what's coming for everyone maybe in the next few months. Trendwatch 2021. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jupiter, planet of abundance and philosophical expansion, is currently in Aquarius. It is going to dip into Pisces from May 13th through July 29th. Jupiter rules Pisces. Pisces is the sign of grand communal consciousness, cinema, imagination, dreams, intuition, uh, the, the, the large human, uh, the, the one populace, okay? And Jupiter is the planet of abundance. So when Jupiter returns to its domain from May 13th through July 29th, uh, some astrologers I've heard have called it the oasis. There's just going to be a sense of like, joy pleasure and i think like revelry and rapture wait hold on david what are the exact dates may 13th <laughs> through july 29th there's going to be okay. a uh uh so both our birthdays retrograde. are included in that sam right yeah. yeah oh yeah. yes we need to check though there's a mercury retrograde uh for about oh, two and a half weeks in june that's going okay. to like it'll be joyful but just a little bit messy like so it's oh, I like scramble that. things because it's in Gemini. So I think it's just going to go like kind of from campfire girl into mm. like dungeon girl into like <laughs> terrorist girl. And then <laughs> um, it, it'll be a nice little phase this summer. So like I hate when people say like this summer it's all going to happen for me. But I do feel like there is going to be <laughs> some pleasure to be had. Huh. No, this summer it's all going to happen. And I've, also, not for nothing, it's my 30th birthday that's happening during, I mean, that, during that era. Shit's going to pop off. Shit's going to pop off. I'm going to be, like, good terrorist girl. <laughs> you know, the thing <laughs> like about, she's an eco-terrorist. <laughs> totally. Like, terrorists get such a bad rep. Like, sometimes they're doing it for good reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Poison Ivy. Like like, like oh Poison God. Ivy. Exactly. I'm going to literally be Poison Ivy. Um, I mean, I have to say, I... You know, this is all making me rethink my optimism is pessimism and pessimism is optimism. But that is my, (laughs) that is a big issue that I have with like a lot of, okay. I think that when astrology is done right, it is reminding you that your whole life is cyclical and that you are just like a tiny piece of a larger machine. And that like, there, I find it like at the start of the new year when people are like, this is my year. That's when I'm like, that is, that is, is that optimism is pessimism? Yes. Yes. Like that optimism is pessimistic. Yes. But I do feel like when astrology is properly understood, I think it's a little more pessimism is optimism, which is because you recognize how small you are in the world. Exactly. And you recognize that like you go through phases and that you are entitled to like having your moment, but that it's Mm. like a part of a bigger framework. Yes. That is hard to remember. I do have to always remind myself that, you know, you can get attention at some times and then rest it. You don't have to be (laughs) getting attention constantly every second of every day. You can rest it. Well, not just attention, like, you know, any kind of positive fulfillment or romantic fulfillment or Mm. um, liking your family. (laughs) (laughs) For example, (laughs) Just, yeah. yeah, like any of those. <laughs> <laughs> right. And astrology will say, like, this is not the year to like your family. Maybe like yeah. it could be in two years, you know, when mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when and we have wait activity in your third house or something, but not this year. Which is nice because you're like, okay, I don't have to force it. I but mean- I do want to go back to you, David. Com- I want you to comment on my dad's prediction theory that the pandemic is accelerating everything by five years. How do you see that? Is that is there any Does that resonate at all? Yes, actually. So Jupiter, abundance, Saturn, planet of of constriction and structure. 
we're in Capricorn until last December. Capricorn is the sign of the state of governance, of rulership, of kind of the old guard. They've both wow. moved into Aquarius. Uh, Saturn will be there for two and a half years. Aquarius is the sign of new structures, uh, thinking forward, thinking ahead to the future. Uh, last time Saturn was in Aquarius, of course, you know, fall of the Berlin Wall, okay, uh, start of the internet. So I mm-hmm. do think we are at an event horizon moment where like everything has to burn out and die so that from mm. the ashes we can like truly create something new. So I love that. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, if anything, this uh, episode has made me even more excited for summer. I think we're all realizing that um, we need to go to respeech like mm. now. Uh, and once we are there, everything will click into place. I um, don't have any panic attacks at respeech this summer. Did you last year? Yeah, because well, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, there's no escape. And sometimes I'm like, wow, there's, if I like turn my head around, there's like a gay comedian that I've made out with at one point in my life. And like the only way out is to drown, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I hope that doesn't happen. Well, yeah. it, it won't. I have a feeling, I mean, if anyone's drowning, it's me by jumping off a cliff, but it will be a happy <laughs> death. <laughs> um, Just seeing people in real life in the summer, it's going to feel good. Gonna be, you know what? This is like, just I, I do want us to go into these next 50 episodes and this next era with unbridled optimism and the right kind. Yeah. And I think we have that now. An expansive optimism that is selfless. Mm. <laughs> Generosity um, of spirit. Generosity of spirit. Generosity of spirit, of course. Do we like do a f- what do we do now? George? I Wow, it falls on the empress yet, uh, empress yet again. <laughs> yeah, I'm only here to receive. I'm uh, simply the queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're ending it on a, on a nice note. I don't know. I, no, I feel no. I, I'm very grateful to David for giving us his time and and his talents. And I um, maybe we should say if someone wants a reading from you, David, where they can find you. Yes, this was a major pleasure. I've been looking forward to it all week. Um, I, my website, cause I changed my name. My website is under construction. You can email me a David odyssey at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram too, David underscore odyssey. Um, and I do astrology tarot and, you know, we can discuss and make a plan. Um, so, and it's compatible with a sense of humor, which is shocking and rare. <laughs> oh, I got, it's really rare. It's real. That's sure. the market. Any like that's the darkest thing I think about all of this is like how bleakly humorless a lot of these like sites or brands are, especially with tarot. Yeah. It's so just like Etsy earnest in a dark way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks so much for doing this, David. This was um really lovely. A true pleasure. Um and uh and and onwards we go here's to 50 more years of 50 more years incredible podcasting of incredible podcasting um and i cannot wait to go right back to being negative when we have benito on and i yell at him for posting (laughs) a tv2 photo yeah next episode we're gonna be mean to who i don't care who it is Benito or not we're being mean okay we're being it's time and you but you know what this was a good check this was a good earnestness check-in a good sincerity check-in we it it was needed and it will invigorate us for 50 more years (laughs) we're never gonna die except for when i jump off the cliff with joy and with that let's go out to nelly furtado's i'm like a bird (laughs) 